You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, I'm Ollie Southgate, and from the Broadway Podcast Network, this is Putting It Together, where on the first Friday of each month, I sit down with one of Broadway's best business minds to talk about the state of the art and their role in keeping the world's biggest theatre town at the top of the list on this month's show. We kind of looked and said, you know, they were always critically acclaimed and people loved it and more people got to see that show after it closed, but where was the business? And at that time, it was, you know, streaming was really like the future and that's where everything was going. So we said, you know, why not, why not build, you know, a streaming site, a platform? Like, how do we do that? We discuss the advent of Broadway HD with its founder and owner, Bonnie Comley, and try to answer the question of whether digital captures are friend or foe to the live theater business. It's yeah. outside that hundred mile circle around New York City that the rest of the world is kind of bowing down and going, oh my God, like, right, this right. is amazing. You yeah. are, this is life changing. From licensing and distribution to technology and even VR, we discuss what she hopes Broadway HD will become and why the industry needs it sooner rather than later. So let's find out how Bonnie Comley puts it all together. My undergraduate degree was in business. My master's degree is in uh, broadcast journalism and communications um, and TV production. And then from there, I moved to New- so I was Massachusetts. And then I moved to New York and just kind of slid right into TV and film and theater. Um, and uh, Broadway HD was how I married all of those things together. Um, I started off as a um, reporter for um, a uh, entertainment news show uh, that ended up on the Travel Channel, um, had an agent, so the agent gets you other work. It's sort of like the agent we always said was kind of like the, the lottery ticket that you can't have, you know, a chance at anything unless you have the lottery sure. ticket. So, um, so I did a lot of stuff um, all around in the business, um, which was which was great. Um, I had um, a, a wide skill set with a business background and then being able to do whether it was writing or producing or directing, which I really didn't have any interest in doing, um, and did a lot of on-camera stuff for entertainment news, um, and then segment producing and TV and film producing. Um, and then uh, one of my uh, interviews was uh, uh, 25 years ago, um, I interviewed uh, Stuart Lane, who I ended up then uh, working for, and then I ended up marrying him. So, <laughs> um, so, so the business just sort of ended up 
24-7 right. um, all around. Um, and then about five or six years ago, uh, we, you know, we had done uh, what is now called digital captures. We had the opportunity to uh, go in and film or videotape, whatever you want to call it, uh, shows uh, that we were working on. Um, and that extended the life of them. And we loved it. And at that time, uh, when we first started, there was not as many options for distribution. Um, and so about four or five years ago, we, we, we had done probably about 10 of these digital captures, uh, which as I said, sort of like now what they're calling them is, you know, which sounds like you wrestled something to the ground and that's kind of how it feels <laughs> after you shoot one of these shows right. on Broadway. Um, but with them, you know, we kind of looked and said, you know, they were always critically acclaimed and people loved it and more people got to see that show after it closed. But where was the business? And at that time, it was, you know, streaming was really like the future and that's where everything was going. So we said, you know, why not? Why not build, you know, a streaming site, a platform? Like, how do we do that? And that's kind of where Broadway HD was uh was born was with this um, let's aggregate the similar content into one place. So we took the 10 that we had and then we went out and looked for where are the other ones. And we said, I guess we can launch when we build the technology, like the website for uh, this content and make sure that the payment is secure and the hosting of these videos is as secure as it can be. Um, but we need as much content as possible. And we aggregated about um, 100 shows four years ago and said, okay, it's time to launch. And we launched with 100 titles. We're now up over 300. We're actually adding about one show a week at this wow. point. Yeah, it's really kind of fascinating because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, there's, there's tons and tons of, you know, beautiful shows out there that need to be seen by a wider audience. And um, I think that people are now seeing the value of uh, digital capture. Um, there has been, rightly so, concern about uh, the cannibalization of the live ticket sales, which that term is, um, is really just, the, the meaning of it is people are afraid that if there is a digital form of a show available for people to view, that it's going to hurt the ticket sales of the live performance, the mm -hmm. live stage show. Um, and, you know, we're, we're doing case studies. We've got um, some anecdotal evidence to say, no, that's not true. But there's no real definitive, you know, studies um, and data that shows absolutely that's not the case. So with Broadway HD, what we've done is we've focused on limited runs or shows that are closing. Um, and you know, if you understand how Broadway tours work, they're out sometimes two years or three years now after the Broadway show is either started or sometimes after the Broadway show ends. Mm -hmm. um, it used to be the case within the industry that Broadway tours didn't go out until the Broadway show closed. And that has kind of flipped now that, you know, within the first year sometimes of the show on Broadway in here in Times Square, yeah. that the show goes out. So even that part of the business has changed. So there's a lot about the Broadway business that's changed that allowed for Broadway HD to be born and to be thriving. Right. So. I've seen you use the to that point about um, 
cannibalizing the, the the live event sales. I've seen you use the metaphor before of sports games, and they're on TV, and just because you're watching them on TV, that just means you're going to go to a different live game for your for your home team. Do you do you think that's is that is that the right metaphor to use? Do you think? I think so. I mean, it's not exactly the same because sports people tell well, you know what the outcome is because you know that particular sport and that particular what the score was. But just in in the same in theater, it's it's a lot of times it's still if you even know what the score is or who won, it's still fun to watch them go through that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's still yeah. fun to see the plays as they happen with a sporting event, and that's the same with theater. Um, I think that. You know, a lot of the what Broadway HD is bringing to um, the the industry is it it allows people that may never have gone to you know to think about buying a Broadway ticket to go there mm-hmm. um, because you know our you know the Broadway HD has over three hundred shows our annual subscription price is a hundred dollars and that gives you everything that's on the platform to stream twenty four seven. So the average price of a Broadway musical right now is $125. Mm-hmm. So that's if you go by yourself. Sure. You know? yeah. So when you're talking about you bring a family, you know, it's it could be, you know, hundreds of dollars, if mm-hmm. not thousands of dollars by the time you add everybody or the people that are coming from out of town. Yeah. Because um, a lot of people, as we know, that the tourists come here. Sixty percent of the Broadway tickets are from people that are out of town. Mm-hmm. Some of those are domestic out of town, meaning they came from New Jersey or Connecticut or, you know, a little bit further away. But, you know, about 20 percent of those are international and they're coming here to New York to see shows. And how do they pick? You know, there's, there's 41 Broadway theaters. Like, which show are they picking? And familiarity is a comforting thing when people are spending their money. So if they are familiar with the songs, they're more likely to to buy, you know, go after that, that show. Mm-hmm. If they've actually seen it before, we're finding that they're more likely to go. And because, you know, I don't think we give people enough audiences enough credit for, under, you know, that there's a live thing and then there's that, there's the excitement, the magic, the bonding experience of being in a theater full of people and you're all seeing the same thing at the same time and you're laughing at the same time or crying at the same time and you're, you know, like they have these studies where like your heart beats at the same, yeah. at the same time and the same rate. It's really magical to be in that theater. So, but, you know, Broadway HD is a platform for people that are just theater fans, Broadway fans to engage with that art form that they love 24-7. You don't have mm-hmm. to wait for an 8 o'clock curtain to go up. Um, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be there. Um, but it really increases people's appetite to go to the live. Um, and that's what we're finding. So Broadway HD is more of a, a generic Broadway brand uh, commercial, if you will, than one show specific. Right. So I, I guess the big question is if you could have every Broadway show record an opening night and then, you know, be up on the platform a week later. Is that something you would want to encourage? Or do you think the key is keeping it to certain sort of select titles? You know, I don't think one size fits all. Um, Just like one size doesn't fit all for the shows. When you're talking about each individual Broadway show, one size doesn't fit all for a digital capture. Mm -hmm. But I do think there is a value in the opening night. 
um, with the opening night cast. I do think there is a value to the familiarity point of if you've seen it and you see, like, you're looking at it on a flat screen. So even if we do the most amazing, which we do, you know, uh, captures of these shows, it's still going to be better live. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all those things considered, I think you still look at it and say, yeah, but it's a, we have global distribution. We have, you know, when the Broadway tours go out, you're talking about probably like 40 countries that we do tours and not all of these shows go out there. Um, We've got subscribers right now in 123 different countries. Wow. So, you know, these people will either never set foot in a Broadway theater, never get to New York City, um, but Broadway is a, it's a global luxury brand Mm -hmm. and it's recognized around the world. When I tell people I work in theater, they're like, you know, oh, that's great. Broadway, oh, Broadway. And they know exactly what it is. It's the pinnacle of live entertainment. And then you say, well, what was the last Broadway show you saw? And they say, quite often, I've never seen a Broadway show. Right, right. So the power of that brand is what is attracting people to Broadway HD. Um, but it's also propelling them to then go experiment with shows of buying a ticket and going in. Mm-hmm. Because if they never, which they didn't before, have access to it, we've brought it to them. And our captures, we try to show the outside of the theater or the, you know, the, the ushers or the box office or people going in or the backs of people's heads or reaction shots a little bit without within the show yeah. so that you get a real taste of what it's like to be there. Right. And that just, it just makes you want to be there yeah. in person. Yeah. Um, and it's getting, it's getting more common, especially over the last... I would say even five years versus the five years before that, partly due to your efforts to film a show and release it, but it's still pretty rare. Um, What are the biggest obstacles to getting a show recorded? Is it just cost or are there legalities around copyright that are complicated or royalties? What's the biggest hurdle to get over? Um, You know, I I don't know if there's any one that's really that big. And again, it depends on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, I think with digital captures, no one is afraid of shooting the show. Let me say, no one's afraid of shooting it. What they're afraid of is having that digital version live someplace at the same time that there's that live show out there. Right. But on Broadway HD, we have Cats, we have Phantom of the Opera, you know, there's a Jesus Christ Superstar, there's a, uh, you know, Sound of Music, there's a, you know, Kinky Boots, and, you know, so these things are still running out mm-hmm. there and, and doing really well, yeah. you know, while there's digital versions that are out there. Oh, and some of them are streaming right now on Broadway HD. So, so the, 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 it's the timing rather than the fear of having it shot. Right. Um, so I think that that is, but because we are a global streaming platform, we can actually geoblock, um, which means that as a tour is going across the country, we can just totally, you know, block out certain countries or certain sections of countries. Um, so to your point about shooting opening night or right there at the beginning of the show, you know, that's that's a possibility. And I think that uh, if you look still, even with digital marketing and the targeting that is available through um, digital marketing, for theater, it's still word of mouth is still the most powerful type of uh, 
you know, of advertising is when somebody says, I saw this great show and it was called and then everybody wants to go see it. Right. Um, and I think that with Broadway shows, we there's 41 Broadway theaters. There is, on average, 30 new shows every single season. So mm-hmm. the turnover, whether it's an older show that's closing down or a newer show that just didn't get the audience that it needed... For those kinds of shows that didn't quite find its audience, I think that's where Broadway HD can really be a powerful marketing tool because if you could see it in advance and you could hear about it in advance, you would buy that ticket sooner than if you... You know, you wait for reviews or by the time somebody sees it and then the out-of-towners come in and then, the, you know, that word-of-mouth thing. When you're looking at a show that could cost, you know, half a million dollars or more a week to keep it open mm-hmm. to find your word-of-mouth audience, you know, I think there's other marketing things like digital captures and uh, cast recordings that can propel those find your audience shows faster. I was, yeah, I was going to say, I guess the the tricky thing about it is um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and assume that musicals are the most popular thing that are streamed on Broadway HD, although there's a lot of plays on there. But for the plays, this is probably one of the closest things they can have to a cast recording in terms of something that can go out in advance and find people. The subscribers that you have, are you, do you see that they are similar to the demographics of the people that come in and see Broadway shows? Or do you find that you're reaching... A kind of second layer. You've already talked about all the different countries people are in, and obviously that's absolutely a, sec- a kind of second ring of people. But demographically, in general, within the U.S. Well, let's just state real quick, and I'm sure your audience already knows this, but the Broadway ticket buyer is a Caucasian woman who's 40 plus years old and is, you know, higher educated and has higher disposable income. That's what we found for as long as the Broadway League has been taking statistics. That's who the ticket buyer for Broadway. Is. Yeah. For Broadway HD, we can only track down to 18 years old because you have to be 18 in order to have a credit card in order to subscribe. Mm-hmm. And people are actually watching in family. So we've been uh, asked to get more family friendly content so that younger families can watch Broadway HD. But what we're finding is that the audiences for Broadway HD are the same for everything and the other streamers. And that is basically everyone right so there's no race there's no religion there's no it is everybody streams Mm -hmm. and when you look at the population of the world there are more people right now that have cell phones than have indoor plumbing right wow that's crazy (laughs) yeah and so where do they get their entertainment they're getting it off the internet and so all of you know our subscribers are all finding us on mobile devices and then they're, you know, then they're watching with our apps that your smartphone talks to your smart TV. Mm-hmm. So they're going home and watching it on a big screen TV. So everybody is a Broadway HD demographic and viewer. Got it. Um, it's really, um, it's really exciting. And then through our, you know, through our social media, through our customer service, we're being asked, as I said, for more family friendly content because. Broadway HD is the training wheels for these young families. Mm-hmm. Um, I have five kids, and they're all very different ages. So when one show, one kid wants to see a certain show, the younger one or younger ones might not be right for that. So you're, 
either not taking the older kid or you're leaving the younger kids out of it. And if you can, just like when you're watching anything at home on your TV, the, the younger one can lay on the floor and fall asleep if you want or right. cry and chase the dog in another room, whatever it is. And you can have that family experience. It's also so expensive. It was mentioned, take an entire family and having you know, children in the audience is amazing and gives it a very different energy. Um, but for the shows that are um, that have adults that are there without children, it can be distracting. Yeah, too. Yeah. And for you know, young families, if you have young kids, you know, eight o'clock at night for a curtain to be going up, it's dicey whether young kids are going to remain awake till ten when that show ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably like almost guaranteed those parents are going to be snoozing off. <laughs> right, right, for sure. In trying to educate the world about what Broadway HD is and and uh, and growing who's there, have you found, has it been kind of a, a gradual climb or has there been some key titles you've acquired that really moved the needle? Well, I think just the power of the Broadway brand is what, uh, you know, organically people were finding us. Mm-hmm. So we uh, launched uh, four years ago and um, at that time, our you know, we were trying to be really smart with our marketing and our PR dollars. So all of our marketing and PR dollars were spent in the U.S. and some in the U.K. because English speaking and big theater, you know, fans, we thought that was, uh, you know, that was great. That was the smart way to go. But uh, I, said, I don't know what you mean. I can't stand yeah. theater myself. <laughs> <laughs> but um, within four days of our launch, we had people reaching out through customer service um, saying, you know, I'm trying to watch your movies, but you don't take my currency. Right. So we kind of all looked at each other and said, where are these people coming? Like, how do they even know we were here? Yeah. So that was at our launch um, four years ago. And then about six months later, we did the first live stream of a Broadway show from a Broadway theater while the show was still running, um, actively running. And um, we made the Guinness World Record with that, uh, which was pretty amazing. And that for the live live, we had 84 different countries tuned in watching it at that time. Wow! So I have no idea what time it was in these other countries, how they found out about us really. Um, but I think that was that, you know, viral thing and organic, you know, when people can find you. Mm-hmm. Because we had, you know, aggregated all this content into one place. So you're a luxury brand that's been, you know, just not accessible. So whether it was geography that people just didn't get here or if it was price or if it was some sort of other physical limitation that people had that they either couldn't hear in the theater and they don't go or they couldn't see in the theater and they didn't go or they're just aging out. Those, you know, those over 40 whatever people are aging out so they don't drive at night or they don't want to walk through Times Square or they've moved to Florida. You know, all of that sort of led to Broadway HD being a way to bring theater to these people. And that was huge. And it still is, you know, again, it's it's word of mouth. It's, you know, how people spread things virally through social media that they are telling friends about Broadway HD, um, which is really powerful. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, is um, that is really what propels us. Um, and, you know, as far as like certain titles, there are certain times that we get a title that everybody's just really excited about. 
Um, but sometimes it's just and and, and and just anything for new content is exciting because yeah. they haven't seen it before. Yeah, for sure. Um, so even you know titles that were older, we have some um, uh, like archival titles that we were able to get um, that are from like the fifties and. They're they're not in you know they're not in HD. They're mm -hmm. they were shot in SD. They were up converted you know to the best that we can do, but they still have like an archival kind of feel to them, and people appreciate it for what it is. And right. it's like, oh my god, look at this! This is amazing. Yeah, you know, um, you know, so we're we're people are coming at us from different ways, um, and it's in groups, which is amazing so we had uh, to talk about the people that are aging out we had several um, hearing impaired organizations reach out to us and say you know when we launched we didn't put closed caption because it it's the internet we didn't have to we looked into it as oh something we'll do later we'll see if there's a demand and then we found out that yes indeed there was a demand these people mm -hmm. like hey where are your audience where are these closed captions and so now we have everything on the platform is is closed captioned um, we're finding that um, with the people that work in theater, so theater professionals, if you're working in the theater, you don't have time to go see somebody else's show. Mm -hmm. And the best way to educate yourself and be knowledgeable and keep up to date and current with the industry is to see as many shows as possible. But if, when you're working on something, you don't have time to go see another show. And then the night that you have off, either there isn't a show that night or that's like the last thing you want to do is go put your fanny in a theater seat sure. anywhere. So we're finding that we're, you know, for theater professionals, we're, you know, considered professional development and continuing education. So mm -hmm. they're reaching out to us and saying, can you give a discount? Can you, you know, be sure to include our members in this? Again, it's like, it's coming to us in groups. Um, the, um, as we, you know, a sad topic, you know, as we get into looking at the arts and arts education in this country, you know, there's 95% of the high schools and middle schools in this country do not have a theater, a designated theater arts program. Right. It's the English teacher or the gym teacher that's doing a drama program, but they don't have a designated program for that. Mm -hmm. And the future doesn't look any better um, in the near future. So as people, you know, realize how important the arts are, and especially something like theater, where you you really use your imagination, um, they're they're turning on to us in a in in a great big way. Um, you know, the as you know, if you look at education like broadly, you know, the public education system in most in, in most of the world was set up, you know, a couple hundred years ago. And at that time, the needs for public education were because as countries were going from being agricultural societies to industrial societies, they needed to educate their their workers. And what did they need to teach them? They needed to teach them math. They needed to teach them reading. And they needed to teach them maybe a little bit of science or something. And so that was what our most public educations around the world were built for was to teach those things. And arts was nowhere in that formula. Sure. And it still isn't. Right. We don't give any real value to it. So, but now what we're finding with, you know, artificial intelligence and computers, everybody's got all the answers to questions with Siri in their pocket. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to memorize facts. You don't need all these things in the same way. The people that are really going to thrive 
are the ones that have more creative abilities and more um, imaginative skills. And those are the ones that, you know, that's that's also a, a, a muscle, an area of your brain that you have to exercise. And theater is one of the best ways to do that because when you go to the theater, you are suspending disbelief, you're using your imagination, you just look at everything on the stage. And I mean, that's why the digital captures that we have are when people are watching them in a group, they, because we have some in-cinema events, not just in the US, but around the world we do in-cinema events and people react in the theater in the same way that they would react as if it was a live show. Right. So that means, you know, they're applauding. <laughs> right. And the song, which is kind of a bizarre thing when you first go in. It's like, what? You mm-hmm. know, I mean, that was my first thing. It's like, they're like, it's digital. It's like, they're not, those our actors don't hear you applaud. Yeah. yeah. We should applaud for the actors, but they're not here. I had the, I had that experience. I was up in, um, Toronto when the Falsettos cinema broadcast <laughs> happened and all the way through the curtain call the whole auditorium was applauding through the whole thing yes, it was it was yes, really magical though yes, it was really nice it is it really is and in the same way that Falsettos is a perfect example what was the set it was like building blocks or something in the background so yeah. but we didn't need anything more of that to imply that here we are in the psychiatrist's office or their you know living room or their kitchen or you know whatever it was like because you use your imagination when you go. Once you walk through a theater door, you know, you're you're set. You buy into this experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and the true digital captures are that way. So our plays don't have a score. They look very different than a movie. And that's why I think that Broadway HD as the destination for um, for this type of content, that probably is the legacy that we'll leave behind, is aggregating all this similar content into one pile and right. putting it all together. So just like MTV or Cartoon Network or whatever it is, it's all similar type. If you, that's what you want, this is the place that you go to watch it. So even though there are other streaming outlets that have some of the content, it's within you know, Fast and Furious 1 through 7 or, you know, all the Star Wars movies or something. And it kind of looks like when you put, if you were to put in a digital capture in between there, people aren't viewing it in the same way because you're not ready to use your imagination, I guess. Like you're going to the theater. But for Broadway HD, these people sit down and they're like, okay, I'm not in the theater, but this is a theater going experience for me. So they're not binging on this type of content. They're sitting and thoughtfully watching or you know laughing and and having like a as i said like a a a small group or even a bigger group viewing of something um and it's 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 experienced in a different a very different way yeah and then looking through i mean you've got plenty to cater for them i think it's fair to say at this point as you said over 300 uh titles now and there's a huge mix of content of not just broadway stuff as well but also shows from the west end regional productions from all over the world um tv adaptations of things that were originally staged how much of what you do now as a company is acquiring content versus getting recordings made in the first instance well, when we started four years ago, a lot of it was, you know, priming the pump of, you know, this is a business. This is something that should be done, you know, or like, like a little, you know, screaming into the wind of like, please, no, this, everybody should be doing this. Yeah. And we're still trying to promote that, that a digital capture should be done for every show that's on Broadway in the same way that, you know, it's just standard operating procedure in the same way that a cast album is done 
almost for every single musical mm-hmm. that is done. Um, and that's what we're trying to convince everybody of. So, um, and they're, they're turning around on that. People are kind of turning around on that. But there's a lot of content out there. As I said, there's 30 new Broadway shows every year. Um, and if you look at content that, you know, the shows that already went, that already went out on tour, and that the things that are revivals, um, you know, there's, there's thousands and thousands of titles there. Um, but what we're finding now is that other organizations are realizing the value of branding their own organization. Um, so like the National Theater has been doing this for almost as or as long as Broadway HD has been doing this. And the, the National Theater is not only doing their own shows, they're going into the West End and shooting other shows yeah. and saying like, we'll just put the NT Live, you know, brand on it and, and extend it out. But it's not even their show, um, which is, again, like an interesting, um, you know, business strategy yeah. Yeah. there. Um, so it's it's a it's a mixture of things. Um, and as I said, we're sort of demand driven um, and, you know, at Broadway HD that we're trying to, we have a, you know, we have our business plan, we have a strategy, we have a long term strategy, but we're flexible as things come to us. So that, you know what, that's a great idea. Hey, closed caption. Yes, let's do that. Oh, let's shoot something. The thing that we don't have at this moment is we don't have the capital to shoot every show and hold it until people are totally comfortable with the right. tour has gone out and come back. So we're shooting things and holding it for two or three years. Right, because if, you if you're going to commit to that cost, then you want to start I, making I, the money on it. Yeah, because yeah. I need the content to go out on this platform. People have an appetite for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's you know it's a, it's a mixture of us licensing from others, but we're also co-producing and we're full out producing um, for some other shows. Um, the live live because we had probably I think it was like seven or eight live live streams that we did um, and that we didn't find was really worth the added value of the live live right because people for our platform were just as happy to watch it the next day or the next week or mm. four years later or something yeah. you know so the live that it needed to be live right that minute they were less it just wasn't it, it, it just, at this point we're still looking for the right shows um with that but it's it's really just the the live on demand that they can get to that is yeah interesting yeah a few episodes ago we had um brian fenty on the founder mm-hmm. of today six and he was talking about the change that they made after a couple of years from being the next seven days of performances to being open-ended and he was saying the realization was people don't sort of millennials and the next generation of theatre goers don't want to consume things uh, kind of now necessarily, but they want to be able to consume it whenever they want, which is the the barrier that they overcame. So it's interesting to hear you saying kind of the same thing. Um, we'll be back with more from Broadway HD's Bonnie Comley right after this. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. 
Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. So as well as giving you the opportunity to delve into the minds of the people who run the Great White Way, another super exciting thing about putting it together is that it's part of the Broadway Podcast Network, a new place to find any and all things theatre-related in podcast form. As well as us, there's a whole bunch of other shows on the platform, including Breaking Broadway with Kerry Butler, Behind the Curtain, Equity One, Broadway's Happy Hour, and many, many more. To find out more about BPN, visit broadwaypodcastnetwork.com and take a look at the other shows we've got on offer. That's Broadway Podcast Network, we're back on putting it together with broadway hd founder and owner bonnie comley um bonnie we're here at your offices in midtown manhattan uh right in the heart of it all how large is your team here now uh we have about 20 employees but they're spread out um and that's the ones that are working full-time so we have a new york office new york new york we have uh, portland maine um, Washington DC, um, Pennsylvania, and we have a um, an arm uh, for uh, production in the UK. Right. So, um, and then when we're actually producing a show to shoot, it puffs up to you know another yeah. hundred people. Yeah, for of course. Whatever the week or days that we're doing it. And when you're when you're staffing up here, when you're recruiting. Um, is a passion for Broadway the main thing, or have you found skills in the kind of digital media streaming universe have been more valuable? Um, you know, it's funny because uh, we, my husband and I, Stuart Lane and I, um, are you know passionate theater fans, and uh, Stuart actually is a co-owner of the Palace Theater. So you know, our stuff has always been around live theater and that's what we're promoting so we were really when we were looking to build a a streaming business we're really looking for the technology people Um, so we were looking for technology people but also liked or were familiar with theater and Broadway Um, but that didn't always um, that wasn't always the strongest you know uh, place on somebody's resume was their their theater knowledge or lack thereof because with a streaming business um, and marketing experts it wasn't necessarily what we needed Mm -hmm. Um, so some of the people um, that we hired uh, became theater fans after they started working here, right, but they right. really weren't they weren't they weren't familiar with Broadway at all. Right. Contractually, they became theater yeah, fans. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I mean, we ha- we were sort of criticized for that, and a couple times it was like, oh, you know, when people came in and they were saying, you know, really, how could you have people that aren't? And I said, you know, we're the theater experts. I need them to build a rock solid piece of technology yeah. that we're not going to get. You know, you can't in the same way that you know you can't hack. You know, Netflix or who or Amazon, you know, and the payment collection is going to be secure. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, those people don't need to be, you know, theater fans. No, I sure. need them to keep those parts of the business safe, secure, technologically, you know, current. So the the theater part of it is secondary. Mm-hmm. With Broadway being a, a very old business made up of many very old institutions, anytime I talk to someone who's sort of founded something new in the last 10 years, I always ask, what would your advice be to someone trying to sort of launch a digital startup in the theater space in 2019? I, I don't know that I have any advice specific to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to your point of, you know, Broadway being um, 
you know, it's a multi-billion dollar business. So people are not, you know, if it's not broken, we don't need to fix it yeah. kind of thing. And that yeah. was part of the resistance to, um, not that there was a real resistance to Broadway HD, but, you know, if you look at our subscribers, we have, you know, you can draw a circle around New York City and the people that are within 100 miles of New York City are the ones that when we, you know, any sort of survey, any sort of question, any sort of social media, they're all like, oh, that's nice, you know, because they can get to the, they can get to the city, they can see the yeah, shows. It doesn't seem like a big a deal. Exactly. Yeah. It's outside that 100-mile circle around New York City that the rest of the world is kind of bowing down and going, oh, my God, like, right, this right. is amazing. You yeah. are, this is life-changing. Um, and I think that that um, even surprised us when we launched four years ago that we had, you know, I thought, okay, we're going to go after what we consider the low-hanging fruit, which is the Broadway fan. Um, because those guys will spend $125 for one ticket. So $100 mm-hmm. for the service for a year is like, pfft, it's nothing. Um, but when you're talking about people that will either never set foot in a Broadway theater, um, or, you know, and then when you look at the Broadway touring theaters, there's about 200 touring theaters. And when tours go out, when we say we have a big tour, it goes to about 40 cities. Mm-hmm. So already with if you have something going out and it's hitting 40 cities you've probably missed 10 states yeah yeah you know so there's all there's a whole universe of people that'll never see this content unless they watch it online um and so you know that that you know what is what what are you trying to do with a digital are you trying to sell tickets to people are you trying to you know so i think a lot of it is you know who do you think your audience is going to be and is that really who it is so we found that that ticket buyer for Broadway was like absolutely there but this other whole universe of people and the ones that from around the world because we still only advertise and market in English right so to have 123 different countries that don't speak English Mm -hmm. um, is amazing Um, and Broadway is recognized as a you know US New York Times Square Pacific type of you know entertainment so when they want the authentic entertainment they want it in english so there's no problem with that part of like you know bringing it to everybody else um but the you know the 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 starting a business it's not for the faint of heart no matter what kind of business um you have there's always going to be uh competition even if you think like with us you know you think you're the only one out there and there was others you know other streaming you know services that kind of came and went it, just even in our four years right that tried to um that tried to do something similar and then didn't last um and what, what do you think do you have any opinions on what the difference between them and you was that meant they they didn't last i think try to and we still are staying true to what our core content is it really is um because you mentioned that we have some other what we call compatible content on our site but the core content is live in front of an audience captured in hd or 4k and broadway shows Um, so some of them originated in the west end and then came here and then some of them originated on broadway and went to the west end right where they're when you talk about you know kinky boots even though you know it went to the west end and that's actually what we captured 
people, it's a Broadway show. Yeah, They're not yeah. saying it's a West End show, even though we captured it there. You know, so there's that Broadway brand that goes onto it and to do the full length content because there are dozens of other sites out there that have short form content that it's behind the scenes or, you know, watch me put my cat's makeup on or this is how the wig goes under the, you know, the, the microphone goes under the wig or, you know, that kind of thing that it's, it's helping to sell the tickets to the tour as the tour goes out across the country um, and interviews with the, you know, the actors, but the full length content of what's on stage is what we are all about. And we're still the only ones that that's all we're offering. So it might be taken off the stage because of the, it was in the round or something, or it ended before somebody could shoot it and then brought into a a studio and adapted. Um, But it's basically, when you look at it, it's the script and it's the music or what that it's, you know, it's that that theater piece that's been adapted a little bit mm-hmm. um, to for, for the technology. So I think that's what it is, is that we, we um, and, and how we will survive up against the big streaming companies as you look at, you know, Disney Plus and Amazon expanding here and HBO expanding in that, you know, there's these huge, huge streaming companies that are out there. Um, and as you said, you know, we have uh, 300 uh, plus uh, full length shows. When you look at an Amazon that has like 25,000 different, you know, shows that yeah, they offer, yeah. those guys are more, they're in a, in a different league. They're all competing uh, with each other and with no one mm-hmm. sort of at the same time. And, and people, as they cut cords from their cable companies, are going to get one or more of those giant streamers that have the, the thousands and thousands of different shows. But the other thing that's left over is where Broadway HD fits in, which we are the specialty niche special interests. So whether you're, you know, you're, so you'll get an an Amazon and a Netflix or an Amazon or a Netflix, and then you'll look at, am I a sports fan? I'll get a sports add-on. Am I a theater fan? I'm going to get Broadway HD. Right. You know what I mean? So so we'll survive that way. And to do that, we have to remain true to what, you know, very strict guidelines for what our core content is so that we're not nobody's confusing us with anything else i mean Mm -hmm. if i ask you what content is on netflix versus what's on hulu most people got i don't know they just have like thousands and thousands of titles i'll find something and that you know everyone from like everyone i know is that will turn on netflix and go there's nothing on here for me today yeah 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 for sure Um, you're probably the only person I will interview on this podcast who's qualified to answer this question, really. Um, I want to ask you about uh, sort of the next frontier in this kind of streamable media, VR. Do you see a future for, for VR making its way into theater, as in you can wear the goggles and feel like you're sitting in a seat in a theater and look around at everything that's happening? Um, you know what? I think there is a place. I don't know that it's full length right. VR. I don't know that it's um, you know capturing a whole show in VR because we've already looked at it being a technology platform. We're looking at it and right. saying, okay, where do we go? But if you have the, you know, sort of that 3D ball camera that you drop where are you dropping it in the middle of the stage? Are you dropping it in the audience? So yeah. you know, what I mean? so it has to be the right staging, the right show for it. Because if you just, even if it was something like The Lion King, if you put it in the middle of the show, what are you looking at? Because some like 180 degrees of it is going to be audience members right. looking at the show, right, unless right. you do something different yeah. with it. You know, um, so it has to be in the staging of it. And then, are you going to be 
like comfortable with goggles on for two hours of that. Um, you know, and then it isn't isn't theater more about a communal experience or you I mean, you're isolated when you're watching it on your iPad. Right. Now, right. You know, you don't have headphones and goggles on. So right, imagine right. if you're suddenly, you know, your eyes and your ears are covered and you're watching something. You're totally isolated from the world. So I think there's definitely a place for it, but it's not going to be the staging that we have for the 41 shows that are on Broadway right, right. now. It's not going to be proscenium art shows. It's no, going to be no, it's, it's going to be immersive. Exactly. It's right. going to be Sleep No More or something. Right, right, know, right. It's going to be the one that'll that'll be the first one there. And when you sit down in front of Broadway HD after a long day, is there a particular title uh, that you go to? Do you have a go-to show? Is, is there a genre of show that you and Stuart will sit down and watch together? Um, I, I, I don't have, you know, it's like my children. I don't have a <laughs> but it depends on my mood. And that's the same, you know, that when I go to the theater, you know, like sometimes you really want to be challenged and you want to have something to think about and walk away and go, oh, okay, I'm still I, I'm still thinking about that. And we have some shows like that. Um, and then there's other times that I just want to sit there and like pour my entertainment on me. So, yeah, you know, sure. <laughs> it's like the, the silly or great musical or something. So um, so I, I think, and, and then sometimes I really do because I didn't grow up with, um, I didn't grow up going to the theater. Um, it wasn't on our family's, you know, entertainment radar anywhere. Um, I wasn't comfortable with, uh, and still am not, with Shakespeare. So when I want to challenge myself, I'll watch Shakespeare. And it's so much easier to watch than it right. is to read. Right. Um, and so uh, I think that kind of, um, you know, is where I, I, I imagine other people sitting down, like they came onto our platform to watch Kinky Boots. And then it's kind of like, you know, Shakespeare comes in front of them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can experiment with it. You can watch it for a little bit. I mean, my thing with going to see Shakespeare and not being comfortable with it was I don't like to feel um, ignorant. And, uh, you know, I don't, the, you know, iambic pentameter with, you know, like people talking in verse and it just wasn't comfortable for me because mm -hmm. I was never exposed to it until I was an adult. I tried reading it, you know, or I was forced to read it, whatever you want to call it, in high school, but I just wasn't comfortable with it. Um, and I think that, you know, sitting and watching on my own computer screen, I can stop and start I can say like what did he say you know or, or you get from people's expressions which are closer up in a digital capture than they are when you're sitting in a theater but I don't I, I had trouble going to a theater and watching Shakespeare because things that I was like oh that sounded funny but that wasn't supposed to be funny right, so I don't right. want to laugh at the wrong time right, I don't want to be right. crying at the wrong time I don't want to not you know I don't want to be sitting there when everybody else is laughing and go I, I don't get it what yeah. was why was that no it's, it definitely can be intimidating I feel the same way about Shakespeare which you know is terrible thing for an Englishman to say um, but no I feel the same way and it's a lot less intimidating if you can kind of do it at your own you experiment. Pace. you can stop yeah. and start I mean stop and start is also great for our longer content so we have Nicholas Nickleby which is was done it's nine hours wow. yeah. nine hours um, and it is amazing it is just a gorgeous gorgeous show in a gorgeous capture but I can't imagine sitting for nine hours <laughs> you know and so here's a way you could stop and start is that ideal to watch anything stop and start well you know what kind of yeah. yeah if I'm home it is I don't want to you know be stop and start in the theater and get up and ruin somebody else's experience as I have to like leave the theater yeah. well you know when you're when you're able to do that it certainly is a um 
you know, a benefit, um, an added thing that you don't have when you're watching something live. I feel like there's a future, uh, there's a future TV commercial in that for you guys, for <laughs> someone standing up in the theater and going, can you just hold there please? And walking out and everyone waiting. Um, is there a show that's high up on your wish list to bring into the catalog? I, you know Hamilton. Everybody's going to say Hamilton. Of course, every time. Hamilton, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's my understanding that it was already shot with the original cast to the point of there's a value to the original cast. But they're, you know, Jeffrey Seller and the Inland Manuel Miranda, whoever's making the decisions there, are holding it because it is a very unique uh, show. It's a, it's a very unique business and a different business strategy. And so um, I think they're waiting until they, they're comfortable and then they'll then they're going to release it. But, you know, I'd love to get it and have it be with all the other digital captures sure. where it belongs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my final question for you, it's my final question in every interview I do on this show. For you personally, had, uh, had Broadway not been where you ended up, is there anything else you think you might be doing instead? If you know, I I still am doing a lot of other things. I think that you know I do Broadway, but it's a lot of tangent industries around Broadway. Um, so I'm selling tickets. I'm still doing live shows. I'm you know casting. I'm reading things. So it's it's kind mm-hmm. of a lot of other things here. Um, you know, I I had to have a, a wider skill set to make sure that I was always going to be working because so much of of, of show business, whether it's theater or TV or film, is about finding the next job. Right. Um, it's rare that you land in one show or, you know, whether it's TV or a movie and you stay there for a long time. You might work with the same people in a group, but I, um, you know, it, it's a, it's a, it's all about, you know, concentrating on this particular job in this moment, but looking for the next thing. So I, I just don't know if I, I always wanted to be in show business. So I, it would have been some other something else to support right. theater, I think, you know, TV to support or, or digital platform to support. <laughs> so I think I was always going to be here. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Bonnie Comley of Broadway HD. And you can find out more about the company and, of course, sign up and start streaming there. 300 strong catalogue of productions for just $9 a month or $100 a year at broadwayhd.com or through the Broadway HD app for iOS, Android, Apple TV and Roku devices. Putting It Together is produced by Dory Berenstein and Alan Seals for the Broadway Podcast Network. Our music is by Eulis Bacan and artwork and editing is by me, Ollie Southgate. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Ollie Southie with an IE, not a Y. And next month, we're talking to Jeanette Rausch, the Managing Director of Marketing at NYC and Company, New York's official destination marketing organization. We'll be discussing the crucial role of Broadway in the Big Apple's tourism ecosystem and how her learnings from a career selling shows help her now sell a city. That episode hits your feeds on the first Friday of next month. That's January 3rd. But until then, goodbye.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.